<laughs> it's like a metaphor, you know. Everything's yeah. everything's a joke. Yeah, Don't take it seriously. It's a comedy, like wrestling, you know. <laughs> Wait, wrestling's real? It's not a joke. Still real to me, man. Hey, brother. Still real to me. It's actually realer than you think. That's what I know. Yeah. But yeah, very real. We'll get to that later. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the cave. It's your boy Joe Reezy, and I'm here with the caveman. I got ASM proper and field to burn. And before we introduce our guests, make sure you guys check out our sponsor, SafeLightCandle.com. If you need lighting for your work, space, home, or studio, why aren't you getting it at SafeLightCandle.com? That's that wasn't rhetorical. I'm I'm expecting answers. Oh. Oh, oh never mind. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Oh. <laughs> also, check us out at cave.com where you can access our Patreon page where we have more exclusive content, access to our Discord community, and many more. That's k4v3.com. Nico, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing well. Nice to be back. Well, when were you last on? A long like oh gosh, there was construction on your house last time. I yeah, think. yeah, it must have been earlier this year. Must have been earlier this year. Wow. Yeah. So um, my wife and I enjoy the coffee. You got married recently. Congratulations! I did. Congratulations. September fifteenth. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's been great. Um, I've really enjoyed it so far. Mm. So Congrats. it's probably the biggest change in my life. <laughs> I don't know if you have. I don't know if there can be a bigger change in life than that. So, unless you get have a sex change, damn. Now you <laughs> challenge me to think about like what changes could be bigger. I think finding out the Earth is flat is pretty huge. So happen, you know, it's pretty big too. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty. Yeah, everything's fake. That that'd be pretty huge too. Kid, a kid would be pretty. Huge. Kid's pretty big. Yeah. 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 Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. My I was I was married September twenty second. Twenty second night of September. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Do you remember twenty oh. second night of September? <laughs> <laughs> almost works. Yeah, almost works. No, I, I told my wife I actually didn't believe in marriage, so I mm. told her she's fucking lucky, dog. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> Like the smoothest pickup line ever. Yeah, I told her that at the altar, bro. I was like, man, I didn't want to do this shit, bro. <laughs> Lucky dog. Because marriage is big and gay. <laughs> See, and now legal. Whatever. Uh, is it? I don't think it's fake. I don't think marriage is fake. I think, like, I, I don't know. You guys, you guys are all family men. Like, yeah. I don't think you're full as a man. Unless you find a partner, right? Yeah. Because... But I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just think this whole marriage thing in America, like, have you seen like America is the most expensive place to get married and you go to Europe or other countries, it's cheap. It's just what I don't like here is that it's glorified as like this big ass party where you got to spend so much money on it, you know? But granted, you can get those courtroom or whatever. You know, kind of weddings, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just weird how America is like the only place where it's the most expensive, and wedding planners make a shit ton of money out here. Yeah, it's uh, an it's the wedding industry, man. It's an oh, industry yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
they can make a lot of money a little wedding. They make yeah. a movie about it with J Lo, fucking wedding planner. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend's wedding. I mean, I think if you're a wedding planner, the best place to work is SoCal. Like if you're or New York, home. apparently. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you see the weddings in New York. Like, it's a like a lot of people like getting married in New York. I don't know. Like a lot of destination weddings, at least I've seen from my friends over the past mm-hmm. year, a lot of New York shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. When I when I started wedding planning, I was like, first of all, I don't want to have it at church because that shit's gay. <laughs> uh, second of all, like <laughs> comedy. Like, first of all, I don't want random people that I wouldn't even fucking seek advice for if shit was going down in my relationship. You know what I mean? Right. So I think I think it was more so I was planning from a perspective of I wasn't even going to do this in the first place. So, like, let's do this my way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's for me personally. Andrew had a pretty lit wedding. Andrew got married at the fucking house from uh, Hangover <laughs> yeah. 3, dog. Yeah. yeah Word. Jennifer, Jennifer planned all that stuff, man. I just had to show up. Thanks for having me and Jerome be a part of that. That was, oh, that sure. was cool, yeah, man. man. Thank you for being part of the party. Dude, I went to fucking go down this hallway and like smoke a little bit of weed. And then I went through this, I went through this door and I went to this room. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Fucking Lee was there, bro. He's like, oh. <laughs> 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 from fucking hangover. No. Toodaloo, gay boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was that was lit. Mm-hmm. How how was your wedding like, Nico? Oh, how did was, you guys know about planning that? Same situation. My 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 now wife planned most of it. I mean, I I feel like. Yep. I don't know if it's like the guys generally don't have as specific of a picture in their head of what it has to be. Uh-huh. You know, like I feel like for women, it's more of their sort of day. The, the sense, the sense that I get with weddings is it's like, for sure there's like a level of industry around it and it can mm-hmm. feel like an, an arbitrary thing, but then it's like, sure. there's a reason why an, an industry is built around it, I guess, because there's a desire for it. So like mm-hmm. the music industry or, social media marketing their industries doesn't mean that it's fake it just means that all people's desires are for that thing right mm-hmm. so it's like oh you want this thing we're gonna build um like a financial gateway around it so we can make money off of you <laughs> yeah so yeah. luckily my, my wife was pretty smart about it um um yeah drill the the uh the, the thing with the um the the wedding uh, guest is a serious thing because it's like, okay, well, who do you invite? It's like, yes. it's only getting more expensive. Uh-huh. And you're like related to everybody if you look deep enough. <laughs> to, you know? Exactly. So it's well, like, also you're yeah. Filipino, so you're related. Exactly. To yeah. Exactly. Related. But luckily, I, I was fair, I was really happy with how mine went. Um, I was really happy with how mine went, actually. So Nice. Yeah, like you said, guys don't really have an idea. We'll get married wherever if yeah. that's what has to be you know like in a cardboard yeah. box yeah <laughs> right we'll do here but it, like you said it's the woman's it's it's the yeah. wife's day so it really is it really is it's the, there's but a then, there's some pageantry to it yeah but then i imagine you see the bill you're like wait 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 hold on that's when a man <laughs> steps in hold on hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally how how's your wedding zach uh 
Man, so planning wise, same thing. Like everything I planned when I was in boot camp, um, I went to care of that all. Um, and we had it at her grandmother's house, which is um, at the end of one of the golf courses here where we live, which is kind of nice. Um, and we have we fit quite a few people there. Jermaine, you were there. Um, yeah. We fit a lot of people in there. Um, I was surprised at how well it turned out, but we 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 definitely tried to save as much money as possible and not put so much into that because we both understood that. Like, yeah, and that backyard fit a lot thing. of people, <laughs> but that backyard did fit a lot of people. Um, but yeah, that's not something that I've like dreamt about as a little boy. Like, oh my god, my wedding day! You know? So for me, it's just. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, my, my first exposure to a wedding was, uh, <laughs> you know. To take it back to wrestling, it was Triple H and Stephanie. And he <laughs> her to drive to Vegas, dude. So like, like I was like, oh, it's as simple as that. Like we could just go and like, like, like we're ordering a frosty or something. If only yeah. you could yeah, talk right. for her. Yeah, right. He <laughs> said, "I do." Oh, God. So, yeah. yeah, can we hurry uh, up to that? Oh no! Damn. Great. Our best pictures were there. Yeah great wedding it was fun yeah you know what's um interesting though because i did a travel wedding or a destination wedding Mm -hmm. and so i we skipped out on the traditional like flower girls you know what i mean Mm. Um, ring bearers and all that but on the way there we were like researching the meaning to all that do you know the meaning to all the traditions and stuff for the weddings now what kind did of dark? First of all, what did you guys do? Did you guys do any of those rituals or traditions at the weddings? You guys had that, no? What did we do? We did the uh the garter. Took the garter okay. off, we did the, the bouquet top. That means something. That means something, bro. <laughs> that means I got to catch the inside of her thigh in front of her dad, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was kinda awkward, but it's funny. Here, let me read let me read it. 13 popular wedding traditions. This is just a regular quote uh, article. This isn't like an article I pulled out from like the deep depths of my research. <laughs> Number one, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. This wedding saying is derived from an old English rhyme, which lists is the four good luck objects a bride should have on her wedding day. Something old represents couples' past lives, while something new symbolizes their happy future. Something borrowed typically means incorporating an item belonging to someone who is happily married and hope that some of their good fortune rubs off and the color blue represents fidelity and love. Thus, the something blue. We didn't do any of that. I don't know if you guys did. I've actually never heard that saying before. <laughs> yeah, neither I, have I. I, I got to ask my wife. Just double check. I wasn't super in. I just literally showed up. So, but that's, I've heard that before. Oh, you have? Yeah. All right. Let me read stuff that we do know here. Carrying a bridal bouquet. These days, brides are carrying peonies and roses down the aisle. But back in ancient Greece and Rome, it was all about herbs. During that time, it was in vogue to hold aromatic bouquets of garlic, dill, and other herbs and spices to ward off evil spirits. (laughs) Thankfully, we've graduated from pungent herbs bouquets to lush floral ones often comprised of the bride's favorite bloom carrying a favorite flower but yeah it originated from like warding them off 
of carrying the 11 herbs and spices just so, so, so bro so, so, so that one's kind of weird right now let's keep going down the rabbit hole bridesmaids okay. in matching bridesmaid dresses identical bridesmaid dresses may be a little passe these days but in roman times matching outfits meant good luck and were a common wedding tradition back then people believed evil spirits would attend the wedding and attempt to curse the bride and groom to confuse the spirits bridesmaids acted as decoys and dressed identically to the bride the idea was that the spirits would be unsure which was the bride which would lead them to leave her alone and allow the couple to wed this is the end of all yeah. we're looking they, for imagine, yeah. imagine using that as an excuse to get a divorce like no a bad spirit came in she's not the same person it's pretty interesting but i don't know i feel like that changed now i feel like the bride only wears white right and the bridesmaid yeah. wear a different color now yeah now i think it's kind of seen as disrespectful if someone else wears white right but now if you think about Isn't it that, the reason yeah. that we did this is to hide the bride now we're almost offering the bride if we're doing this for protective reasoning i'm just saying am i, am I not right or what <laughs> some dumb spirits are you the bride are you the bride? I know. <laughs> uh, look at the finger bro up at the altar and the spirits like where's the bride <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see um yeah, I think there were more like other spiritual ones, but you guys know about the ring finger being close to the heart or whatever. Oh yeah, yep. like it connects your heart line or something like that. Yeah, some shit. But crazy, I do think um, it's a sigh out for guys not to get married, though. I feel like it is a spiritual warfare, and that's what this wedding thing and Sarah uh, ritual meanings I feel like alludes to, mm. and. Obviously, like I said, we're going to go down the rabbit hole in the Bible. It does mention in there too, right? That to be whole or to be complete, you got to make what's what's the what's the term called? Covenant, covenant, covenant. Yeah, yeah. Co Have covenant with your with your wife, <laughs> or make covenant with your wife. <laughs> Some sensual covenants. Yeah. <laughs> Special so. covenants. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. But yeah, you know what's funny about being married, and we talked about this at work. Was uh, so uh, when are you guys gonna have kids? Oh, we're trying. Or when your parents ask you that, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like read between the lines. Where they? What? Are, what kind of conversation are we having? Are you guys <laughs> fucking or what? <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, are. And how? <laughs> I tried last night. I was trying standing up. I'm trying yeah. all. So awkward. It's, it's like, kind of weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever someone asks you, "Oh, you guys is like you said, saying I'm trying," it's like, "Yeah, we we fucking right now. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We've been trying. Like, like, <laughs> nah, we try every day." 
We go against the grain. We, we did our, our fucking before we got married. This is hardcore trying. <laughs> we should be trying. Maybe I should try taking off this condom next time. But <laughs> oh yeah, doing it without a condom. Oh, <laughs> scary. Yeah. Well, what else has been you with you, Nico? Besides getting married, how's uh, the music venture going? Oh yeah, well it's it's going good. Um, I feel like, I mean, honestly, it's more of the same. Um, Christmas and summertime are the two busiest seasons for most musicians. I I feel like it's because you know during the the school semester everyone is busy doing other things, and then like Christmas and summer, like summer, it's like you know concerts in the park, whatever, um, things like that. Um. And then for Christmas, it's like suddenly all of the the music that people are listening to uh, are suddenly jazz, right? Like you listen to Christmas music and it's all like jazz chord progressions. Um, The songwriting is very jazz oriented. So suddenly we become relevant again in in the, in the, the wider world because everyone wants to hear the Christmas music and everyone wants to hear it live. And the only people that can play it live well are mostly jazz musicians. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really busy um, gigging season, um, which was great. So um, besides that, I mean, more of the same teaching, gigging, um, more of the same, you know, Yeah. not complaining. That's good. Con- uh, consistency and constants are always good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I will say it, it really helps to have a wife that's a photographer because now like I show up to a gig and I have like a photographer just sitting there. Cause she's kind of, um, she does do professional stuff, but she, um, kind of enjoys just the casually doing it for fun more so. So, you know, I'm, um, a non judgmental person that she can just take pictures of all the time. And so now my social media is like, wow, I've so- all my, my pixel count must've like tripled oh, or something. <laughs> You know, so it's been nice. I'm um, having her around for that too. Um, yeah, it's been good. Um, this year, trying to prioritize my own group more than playing for other people, even though you know, playing for other people's fun. So that would be my maybe new New Year's resolution. You know, your own your own group, like your own band, or what? Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. What? <laughs> what are they called? Oh, so. Um, we, we call ourselves Nico and company. And so the joke is that, um, so my, my last name is Ko and my first name is Nico. So it's like Nico and Ko. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So hoping to record an EP this year, maybe. So we'll see how that goes. So an EP, is that, what, what makes, is that like four tracks? What makes an EP? Yeah. I think the word is extended play. Basically it's not as long as an album. Um, mm-hmm. It's like five, four, six tunes, something like that in that yeah. range. Mm. I feel like albums usually in the range of eight to 10, maybe mm-hmm. and above. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is most people don't listen to albums from beginning to end. Anyhow, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Over. Yeah. That's actually interesting um, because when I started really listening to albums from beginning to last track it was when i worked with you zach and i would borrow your cds mm-hmm. 
It's different, bro. Like, I feel like you get what the artists really try to convey in the project. You know what I mean? Granted that not all albums are conceptual albums, you know what I mean? But it's just a little more. It, I feel like it's how the artist intended it for you to, to hear. It's like a sonic journey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. right. I, I personally never realized that until I listened to Lupe. Uh, Lupe Fiasco, and mm-hmm. I feel like his early albums were like it was like a story, like he was telling you when he was like guiding you on a musical journey from intro to outro. And after listening to him and hearing you know his stuff for the first time, it made me go back and listen to other albums I've listened to in the past, but like I would only skip to the songs that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that really gave me an appreciation of of going from you know track one to track. 18 for example and, and just mm. vibing and just letting it play like not even skipping just let it play even the skits all that like just because mm. that like they're putting that time and effort and creating that for us so we gotta at least respect it and try to listen to it a few times from front to back yeah the really interesting thing about to me with albums is that if we think about the album experience it's kind of born out of a limitation because to a degree like before like you wouldn't just print one song on a vinyl record. You'd have to print, you know, multiple would fit. And so I feel like the album experience in a sense was born out of a limitation because nowadays, like we can still listen to albums all the way through, but it's just that we don't have to. Right. And that's a good point. And, and I also feel like even if the album is not like a, a concept, like from beginning to end sort of thing. One thing I find is you can't listen to an hour of someone's, Oh, I don't know. I guess how long four tunes times. Yeah. Almost an hour, uh, yeah. like your average album, right? You can't listen to an hour of somebody's music without kind of getting in their head a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you listen to one song and it's like, okay, maybe they wrote this melody for TikTok. Who knows if this represents them at all, but you listen to an hour of someone's music, even if there's not a story through the album and you kind of know their story. Um, even for like instrumental musicians, um, one big way we study is you have to immerse yourself in a person. Like you, you really try to get into how they think and you really try to see like, Oh, are there like notes or phrases or like things this guy likes to do when he songwrites like a trend in all of his stuff. Right. And I imagine if you guys have listened to albums, you've noticed that um, sort of thing as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone who heard uh, Slim Shady and fucking all the Tyler the Creator's old Odd Future shit. Oh <laughs> yeah, you got, even DMX's old stuff. I like to always talk about DMX when it comes to rap. It was like gospel. DMX that shit was like gospel, really. Not um, Hell and Dark is Hot or whatever. Uh, the one with Hell Damien is and hot. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. Um, but no, there's a difference too, because like now it's what to, to make an album or to make to make a song. Usually, if you don't have any experience in the game, mm. the studios are trying to kind of milk you, you know what I mean? Or the engineers are trying to kind of milk you, you know what I mean? I mean, the big milk you. <laughs> the big thing I hear about nowadays is that 
the for a label to sign you, it's really all about follower count. And the way that you kind of know this is like those influencers that randomly go viral, they suddenly become pop stars somehow. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you see mm-hmm. them start releasing like I'll I'll um like I'll follow certain creators that were all about memes and kind of making funny content. And then like five months later, it's like, oh, they're a music artist. Because I think really it's about building building the follower, the pre-existing follower count, I think is how the labels pick people nowadays. Because like to a degree, talent with the technology we have now and ghostwriting and hiring people. Mm. And I think you can make a pretty good track without talent. I mean, now, of course, there's a talented producer involved, but I'm saying the star doesn't necessarily need to, they just need to be attractive or popular. Now it's more like a, it's almost like a, how should I say? A plant. It's it's like the pop star is a figurehead for the producer almost, I feel sometimes, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Imagine you know. writing your album using fucking chat GPT. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, that's another element that's only been a recent thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even more in that direction, right? Chat GPT would have helped out a lot of rappers who didn't have freestyles at the time. It would have just been like, got this dog. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna kill y'all. Off <laughs> <laughs> of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it starts writing shit you don't align. It's like I'm gay. Well, no. <laughs> I didn't write that. Then who did? No, no, no. Auto correct. I'm Words you I'm can't pronounce. Words you can't pronounce. Not I'm a gay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I do agree. I think now it's like. Music is less about uniqueness and it's more about what works to the point where they just trying to kind of replicate a formula that does work to the point where now the talent is gone because we've replicated the product. Now we just need to package it with a celebrity or, a, or an archetype that people can relate to. You know what I mean? The, the unexpected analog to this is voice actors. Like, you know, voice acting for animation used to be like a huge thing and it still is but now it's like chris pratt is mario and it's not yeah. based on like who can best yeah, act yeah. mario but it's really like who's yeah. the biggest celebrity Great that example. will pretend to be well he did a decent job but granted guess- uh it, the same can be said about jack black but i think jack black is made for this you know what I'm <laughs> he, correct <laughs> correct correct like the guy there's like clips of him the clip of him like singing war pigs on like a late night show and it's like for the first five seconds he's like killing it and then he like remembers he has to be funny and then he starts goofing Mm. off for the rest of it but i went (laughs) man if he just kept going seriously like it would have been an amazing but yeah going back i feel like voice actors maybe it's a similar thing right um used to special people this would specialize in voice acting and now it's get the get the biggest celebrity to do it yeah, there's no movie voice guy now anymore. Whenever you watch trailers back, there's always the movie guy with the voice and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're you talking you about that anymore. what's coming out next year. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Near you. Okay. In the cave. Sports bacon gay. Oh. <laughs> Explosions, you know? Just You guys need to get one of those for your... <laughs> you guys need to get yeah, one no. of those. See, the, the thing Boys is, right. I, I would say that that is even like 
like that can be replaced by AI now. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you what you guys know about like AI's capabilities of vocalizing, singing and stuff. But Paranoid American, I know you guys have met him. He he makes music with just full on AI and shit's pretty fucking funny and, and pretty spot on. Like the songs are catchy. Obviously, you could change the kind of delivery, mumble rap, R and B style, you know what I mean? And it's pretty on point. Like if you mar- I know you guys have heard also about these uh, AI influencers that look real, but oh yeah, it's there is actually no person behind the accounts. You know what I mean? Oh, they be getting me sometimes. Like, damn, she got some big oh AI. That's <laughs> <laughs> that shit on X, right? Like the the those spam accounts that just pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Right, not buying the OnlyFans, AI OnlyFans. Jesus, we're not buying the AI OnlyFans. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I feel like, like I said on the um, previous podcast we did prior to this, um, I think what's gonna set us apart now from AI because we're getting to the point where a supercomputer that's primarily built to learn and adapt like you can't beat that with us you know what i mean like learning to adapt i feel like is a byproduct of of like our existence you know what i mean possibly yeah and it you can kind of look at history when this happened too like i feel like several hundred years ago calligrapher was a really hot job because there was no other way you could get something prettily written and then uh good old you know printing press typewriter came out and calligraphers still exist, but A, they're either the ones that are amazing, like so mm-hmm. good at calligraphy that like there's just an artistry that the machine can't replicate, or B, it's a hobby, right? And yeah, so I feel like I feel it, like go ahead, go ahead. It's interesting because they're not even teaching calligraphy anymore here. Yeah. Right? So it's like in a sense, Tal, um, in a sense, like skills are kind of technology because it's a way of doing things most efficiently. The mm. uh, there's a uh, Jacques Ellul is a like a a guy I've been reading. A Christian, he's a Christian French anarchist, which is a weird combination. But uh, one thing that he talks about is techne, and the word techne is both the technology, but also kind of the way that we do things. So like pass down um, Mm. information. And if you think about it so often, what we consider physical technology will kind of render a trade obsolete after a given number of years. And people might still do the trade later, but it's not as essential to the economy. Maybe like now everybody has Microsoft word, you know, like I'm not going to hire a calligrapher to write my book just because it's not practical to do so. Like I need to make edits. Right. You know, what's yeah, interesting? Right. correct. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. And you, you mentioned calligraphy and I didn't tie this into calligraphy, but it kind of is a perfect example of it. Calligraphy, no matter how you teach it, everyone's style is going to be different because it leaves room for you to free flow and however you feel while you're writing it kind of, you know what I mean? And right. sometimes if, if correct, if correctly executed, the same paragraph shouldn't look the same if you're feeling certain things, right? Maybe your lines are a little jagged. Maybe you're a little smoother depending on how you're feeling, right? right? What I said in the last podcast, previous podcast was, I feel like now 
when these like super advanced learning bots just see us and try to read patterns where we're going to stand out as far as artistic expression is going to be in our mistakes where we mess up hmm. because machines are going to see that and think that that's a wrong thing. But sometimes, as you know, musicians, sometimes there's beauty in messing up, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Or even like once a mistake happens, how do you kind of react to it or, uh, do something afterwards that makes it look like it was on purpose or something well, or, like that. or even hit a note that where, where it's like, Oh shit. Like I didn't even see, you know what I mean? Where a step could go from this note. You know what I mean? Right. Where a computer is just like, Oh, G Y X, X, you know what I mean? And just kind of trying to make cores. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It, it, it doesn't have that abstract creative. Um, I feel like freedom in order to be like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's the sense of risk. Yeah, it's the sense of risk, and I think it's the sense of authenticity. Maybe those two things that a uh, AI-generated thing maybe can't um, grasp like like we can. It's the the idea that there's a human being behind that experience that we can relate to, right? Yeah. AI is crazy, man. Do you guys use AI? I mean, we'll get into AI in a little bit. I feel like that's that's a topic we need to talk that's, about. That's kind of the topic, I think, for the next 20 No, years. there's a lot of topics, yeah. like I said, bro. I, I told the guys we're trying to aim for less conspiracy theories, less rabbit hole stuff. And then the fucking aliens hit Miami. And then the Jews <laughs> come out of the tunnel. And then the Epsilon's <laughs> drop. Like, what the fuck? You gotta ease into it. Gradual. <laughs> We have a lot to talk about. You know, like you try to stop something and then you get thrown with like layups. You're like alley oops. It's like it's like this, bro. It's like you are gonna put away all your magic stuff and then like you're like, man, I tried so hard. Magic the Gathering. Just like magic tricks. Let's say you know what I mean. Let's say let's say I was trying to conjure. Let's say I was trying to open up a portal with with some magic relics, right? And it didn't happen. And I put my stuff away. And then as I'm putting my stuff away, it's like, oh shit, the portal's open. (laughs) Right, 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 right. right. I'm taking my stuff back. I was like, man. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I feel like either something big is gonna happen. I know. a lot of people say, "Oh, this is biblical." You know what I mean? And something I do believe it. I do believe the war we're fighting and the reasons we're fighting this war are reasons that, like, dead kings fought for. You know what I mean? Like, we're fighting dead dead people's wars right now. I feel like you know what I mean. Or like, yeah. or um, or um, people of their bloodline. You know what I mean? Like Gener- generational yeah generational. just kind of keep that narrative or keep that um, power if you will yeah or like sense of continuity you know in the case of homeland right mm-hmm. right yeah so let, let's get into the fucking jewish tunnel stuff what, what do you guys know about that <laughs> i just i saw a video about it i actually don't know anything about the <laughs> they yeah, were it was, was it in new york they were building tunnels mm-hmm. underneath the synagogue or something yeah it was like was centered on, in the but... synagogue, right? And then it like spread out from the synagogue. That's how. But I what was the purpose of it? You know, because I read that people were saying it was like some sort of fight club, maybe, or like trafficking. But Jewish fight club. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's still too early. We haven't found the why yet. Yeah, the thing about like conspiracy theories now and like like even the Miami alien stuff, like because it's trendy, you're gonna see a lot of people try to capitalize and put up fake alien videos and go, bro, Miami breaking news, you know what I mean? And it's like Yeah. Well that's the thing that's the thing with AI, I feel like. I mean, it's sort of a similar conversation because I think once that technology gets to a point where we can reliably, like when the average person can reliably generate images, um, two things are going to happen. Either two things, I mm-hmm. feel like. Either A, the internet, unless AI somehow collapses, which people say it might actually um, mm-hmm. it, as it's self-referential. Um, but the the issues, I think, are A, that the internet will go completely post-truth and we won't know what the hell is real or fake or we have to get some governing body to stamp real and fake for us right but then if you do that then you're allowed to tell you what to believe is real yeah then you you then that's happening now and whoever 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 controls that fact checking um controls the narrative the complete narrative online now this is assuming that ai are we still talking about uh the jews from the tunnel Sort of, sort of. <laughs> I actually don't know. I don't know anything about. I actually don't. I actually don't know anything about the juice from the tunnel. I don't know, or the Miami. Okay, what's the Miami aliens the thing? From the tunnel. What's okay, the Miami so, aliens thing? I don't let know. Let me let me let me start off with the Jewish tunnel. So. And in the synagogue, Miami, apparently, Spolstra got a freaking contract. Extended. In the synagogue, there was a little vent after the divorce. Spolstra, coach they the checked Miami out the Miami. vent and like they found a bunch of Jewish people. I don't know if they were legal there. I don't know if this is an immigration issue. I don't know if this is a human trafficking issue. But the point mm-hmm. is, when this happened, it was all over social media, and then it's been slowly getting scrubbed. So currently, numerous law enforcement is at the scene of a riot at the Ch- Chabad, Chabad headquarters hmm. in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, where individuals tore wooden panels to prevent a cement truck from sealing off the recently discovered tunnels. Police intervened by ripping wooden panels to thwart the cement truck's actions. The underground tunnel secretly built by a group, including members of the Jewish community, about six months ago in an attempt to expand the iconic synagogue. Where the focal point, despite police intervention, numerous people refused to vacate the tunnel. This is the video from the scene. Wow. Look at them squeezing the synagogue. What happens when... Uh, yeah, it Wild. Wait, all these, all these guys—they're trying to get into the tunnel, or they're trying to get? They, out they the just got out the tunnel. Hey, they're all being. Yeah, they're all trying to. The cops are trying to um, process all of them. Are you staying in the tunnel? <laughs> Crazy. trending on the side of that. <laughs> Jericho, Jericho trend. So, 
whether or not, because I mean, like they're saying that the alien stuff, this stuff is coming out right after the Epstein list came out. So whether it's you know, a oh yeah, the Epstein list did come out. That's right. To go to 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 focus on this rather than that, maybe, right? But and the the, uh, the Miami aliens apparently in the mall there was a report of some juveniles that were horsing around with fireworks like sticks you know what i mean to the point where they shut down the airspace over the mall and they sent like how many cars like 60 or 80 cop cars i think they unloaded the whole unit i heard it wasn't true about the airspace though like that was just a big rumor going around because even the airspace said nothing canceled okay that's good yeah so but my question is like okay you got eight foot aliens and your idea to send a fucking precinct where's the military <laughs> you're gonna send police you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of fucking mm-hmm. x-men when they sent the cops against magneto and magneto and you know what happened there <laughs> <laughs> that's a good comparison Holding yeah, magneto's like oh nice guns bro <laughs> <laughs> military's like send the cops real quick let's see what this is about oh shit it's for real <laughs> all the cops if they can't handle it we'll come by it was funny because I was watching that video and like when it scanned, I was like, "Oh, that's not a lot of cops." These guys were just bored, and then like it went down like streets. I was like, "That's way too many cops." Yeah, well, apparently it's like a bunch of kids of trying cops. to cause a riot or whatever with yeah, their fireworks, all- and because um, I heard too that the airspace was closed down, and then I started reading like that wasn't true. The airspace was never shut down. That is a lot <laughs> of cards. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For for kids who are fighting yeah. with fireworks. No, see, a yeah, part of right. me wonders, like, how practical is that? Because you're blocking yeah. the, right? Because I also think the response is, like, what, you know, just talking about, like, active shooters. What if that's the response? I mean, look at that alleged video of the Miami aliens. <laughs> see, that's, that's the shit that pisses me <laughs> off, bro. That shit makes me want to put my magic stuff back in the, in the fucking closet. <laughs> <laughs> no one appreciates this shit. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you so I don't know. Scarf on your mouth to blow your nose. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think um like conspiracy theorists have kind of become like a like a mascot. You know what I mean? They jump on these like topics and kind of cloud it more than trying to accomplish what they're they're, they're setting out to do, which is yeah. raise awareness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the TikTok no conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Oh, I heard this a theory out of everything. I heard this is real footage, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real. Yeah. Look at that. Do the Macarena? <laughs> no, not that one. That one's fake. This one's this real. Look at that. Oh, real. <laughs> that's just the Miami Heat halftime show. That's a fire song. I mean, any <laughs> alien would dance to that. I don't blame you. You did not bad. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I feel like, first of all, th- there's this religious war going on, right, between um, the in the Middle East, and that's mm-hmm. biblical, right, Nico? Isn't isn't that in the Revelation? I mean, it depends on how you interpret Revelation, but yeah, there is some kind of war that goes on against God's people. Now, whether God's people is literal Israel or it's Christians, it's sort of. Um, people interpret it different ways, but yeah, broadly you could say that wars are going to increase. Um, 
natural disasters are going to increase. Um, generally, just more chaotic. So from that line of thinking, yeah, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. So that, that's a good good uh, conversation. That's a good way, uh, good starting point for the conversation, how you interpret it, right? Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to interpret the Bible? I know we talked about Zach, and, and Zach, Zach and I talked about he's starting to go to church, and so he's kind of going to start hearing all these things, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if anything, we can, we, can, we can set out a mental guideline for cool. him to digest what's going to go on. You know what I'm saying? But how should you interpret it? Because, you know, there's that one interpretation of everything's a metaphor. And there's two where, nah, dog, we fucking found Noah's Ark. Here it is. You know what I mean? Right. So is there a way? Is there different ways to interpret it? What do you think? What do you personally believe? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's kind of a rabbit hole. Uh, The reason is... A rabbit hole, baby. <laughs> and uh, the the reason why is I think um, probably the thing that makes it so hard for us nowadays to interpret the Bible. Um, and I'll speak really broad broad terms, rabbi. <laughs> that's that's our new word for the tunnels. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got I got a better one. Nice, nice, Hello. nice. <laughs> this one's better, dog. So the sense I get is um, you might say that religion and spirituality before the 1700s, before the scientific revolution, it was truth before science existed, right? And so it's very hard for us to imagine a world pre-rational thought. If you really, it's really hard to, to imagine a world like that. And so sometimes I think the writers of the Bible, in a sense, some of it was probably literal. And there's a lot of historical stuff in there, but there's also a lot of stuff where it's like, um, it's not that I think that we can't investigate certain historical landmarks or cultural traditions or whatever. I guess my point is that if a lot of the Bible was written pre-science, and I think most people would agree that science doesn't have a monopoly on truth. Um, I think sometimes our temptation is to kind of make the Bible fit into a scientific worldview. So it's like, you'll hear people try and like prove the big bang, prove that there's a creator, prove these things or disprove these things. But I think these older traditions, they give a lot of gray area, a lot of room for, um, interpretation and for frankly, like admitting things we don't know, Right. Like a lot of Christians will make a really big deal about um, is the earth literally um, as many years as the genealogy says, or is the earth um, like, is it metaphorical? And the earth is actually bajillions of years old. And each day in creation was like longer than it was. And like, I think that argument kind of misses the point because it's like, we're trying to make the, we're trying to scientifically prove the Bible at that point. You see what I'm saying? But um, I don't know if the Bible was written from that lens of what truth is, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it's fuzzy, of course. Of course, it's fuzzy because there are logical arguments you can make about the Bible. But all, all, all that's to say, I think we should be comfortable with some level of 
mystery or confusion or stuff we're not going to know, I think. You know, that's just my how I see it personally. Um, and I think what that does is it um, it really draws focus to the central story and narrative of the Bible, which is how I tend to interpret it, right? Um, I try to uh, I tend to interpret it like prophets pointing to Jesus and then everyone afterwards pointing back to Jesus. That's how I tend to see it. Um, and you know that so that that metaphor versus truth thing, I think it's fuzzier than we think. and it's it's even hard to even talk about what that means, I think, because we're so used to this scientific way of proving or disproving things, right hmm. um. I'm trying like to see what other um, that's maybe a more like uh, like wider way. Um, the feeling I get also is that you want to look at the Bible as a collection of works within genres, right? So for example, there's a bunch of chapters in Job where all, all of the chapters are like curse God and die you idiot. And it's like from the angle of people, um, someone is talking in that moment who um, is kind of set up as a, a doubting voice. Mm-hmm. And so from, from that sense, I don't think everything in the Bible, um, everything in the Bible is divinely inspired. That's what Christians believe. But mm-hmm. obviously not every statement in the Bible is true because there are idiot characters in the Bible. If that makes yeah, sense. Like- like that one verse where I don't know, if, like I know I don't know it verbatim, but they were talking about boiling the sun and then eating them. You heard of that verse? It might be like an Old Testament tradition sort of thing. <laughs> but I remember seeing that like boiling a kid and eating yeah. them. What is this? And if you have damaged genitals, don't go into a church. Oh yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I think there's a genre thing involved um, mm-hmm. when you interpret scripture too. If it, if I, I think that's maybe a more practical. Um, uh, a more practical way of looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> My first time hearing that. Two Second Kings six twenty nine. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her the next. Oh, day, there it is. Give your son. We shall eat him. And she hid her son. That's what I would do too. Deuteronomy twenty three <laughs> one. That's the one about if you. Uh, do something to your your dingling. You're not going to heaven. <laughs> but I got I, circumcised. What's that I mean? Like, I like that. I like that framework because I like, never told it. it can change. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you, you read Genesis and you read it from a like a literal point of view, and you still get something out of it. And you read some, you read it from a metaphorical point of view, and you get something out of it too. Yeah, and, I don't think you have to like choose one and reject the other necessarily. Um, I think it's a lot fuzzier, a lot fuzzier than that. And I think that's okay. Um, I don't think that's denying the truth of it at all. You know, mm. um, I think it's, it's, it's more about being honest about what we don't know about it rather than pretending to know things about it that we don't, if that makes sense. Um, but for me, what I do know is this book's been around for a long time. People have seemed to see a lot of wisdom in it. It seems to be corroborated from a lot of sources and it works, I think. So um, at least that's the sense that I get when, when I, when I interpret the Bible, um, I, I, I'm 
in high school, I was really obsessed with this, like prove the Bible scientifically sort of feeling. Mm -hmm. But it's like, again, it's like, oh, there are a lot of things that science can't prove, like science can't prove why humans are more valuable than the rest. Like why, um, why should something happen? There's a lot of morality that, um, you can't say that something should happen just based on what exists, right? Like there's what exists and there's what we think should happen. Right. And so I, I feel like the, the Bible probably is more in that realm of truth. Mm. I, I think. What do you, what do you think, Andrew? You, you've been, you mean, you've been, we grew up in the church. Yeah. I, I take it metaphorically not, not not part not too literally but it's you know it's like a it's it's guidance it's 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 there there's advice in there that 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 works and some of it might be a little outdated at least to me but um take it take it with a grain of salt you know what about the one that says about uh, Incest and getting drunk with their dad is okay. Oh, so yeah, that's a that's way so, out there. <laughs> yeah, so that's an actual that that is a story, but I think they get punished for doing that. So, uh, yeah, they should. I think they. I think that was um, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Yeah, it shows you that I kind of read just a few lines and not the whole thing. It's like, oh, wait, they get punished. <laughs> You're lost after <laughs> that. Yeah, after it's like, whoa, it says moving on. You know, you know what Jermaine does? Jermaine opens the Bible randomly and he lands on those verses. Oh, what is this? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I do when I sat in church. I didn't ever really pay attention. I'd open like, wow, that's interesting. Fucking <laughs> close it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because growing up in the church, like big initially learning all this stuff, I had imagined it like almost like the Marvel storyline right now, but it's real and it's in the spiritual world. So there, you know what I mean? Thanos is like somebody, and then there's like a you know what I mean? Jesus is obviously the savior or somebody and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then it's evolved into like more metaphors, you know what I mean? Like archetypal things where if you even strip away the titles and the names, like it should still make sense. You know what I mean? Because it's like, like Bruce Lee said, like you're losing, don't lose sight on the moon. Don't, don't focus on my finger and lose sight of what I'm pointing. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, so there's a cool the message, not the, yeah. the messenger kind of thing. So the the verse that set, that echoes that same phrase is uh, where Jesus goes. You search the scriptures, thinking that in the scriptures you have eternal life, but these yeah. point to me, the person. And you're not willing to come to me, but you're 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 focusing on the thing that points to me. So I, I think that's um, that's a sensible way of looking at it. I think. I I don't know if I said this on our last podcast, but this has been my my personal theory of the bible now okay so the bible obviously needed to be corroborated by a, a governing body which means more than one person right in order to be like all right this is the final version of the bible we're all good right so i think a majority of that population obviously tried to make it mickey mouse and disney fight it in order to make it you know what i mean universally received simple 
Don't ask questions. You get it. All right. Go to church every Sunday. But I think there's also a minority that knew the teachings. And you know what I mean? I think in the meetings of finalizing the Bible, there were some disagreements as far as what books should not be in there. And I think the minority pushed for certain books to be in there for the people who really wanted to really seek the truth in order to be like, huh, what the fuck? That was weird. You know what I mean? Like, right. I need to look into that because there's no other mention of that in the Bible other than this book. So that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? So I think it's almost like it's it's an Easter egg kind of book. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But if you know what you're looking at, almost like on some occult initiated type of thing, like if you know what you're looking at, then you'll see it. You'll see more than what the the um, average or the or the. Um, casual can see you know what i'm saying yeah well it is a challenging book i mean it's like why is the god in the old testament so different from the new testament when he's supposed to be the same person um what are these things in the bible that are so confusing and backwards that to follow those um why did god allow these things to happen so all of these like deeper like like existential crisis type questions that uh, a lot of Christians don't like engaging with. Um, but I do think that we kind of do have to go there because what, well, like you're saying you, if the Bible only delivers truths that you expect, then it's not really going to enlighten you. Right. Like enlightenment always has a level of what the heck did I just hear? It's yeah. so outside of my paradigm that I don't understand it. And so, you know, I imagine that other, um, any, approach to spirituality if it comes too easy it's not really spirituality i don't think because spirituality as a whole it you're cultivating your emotions you're saying i'm not going to say yes to this because i think there's a better way of doing it that doesn't feel better but i think it is better and i think the problem with like like you're saying the disney version Mm -hmm. any religion once you consumerize it is unable to engage with your emotions because um, if you think about it in a consumer world, your emotions exist to be gratified, right? Of course. Spirituality, your desires exist to be cultivated and guided. So those are like two different ways of looking at it. And so I do think we lose a lot. We've lost a lot. I think, and I imagine like if we had like a, ra- a rabbi from the, the rabbi hole, you know, or yeah. if we had, yeah, <laughs> or if we had like um like a Buddhist come in, he'd be like, yeah definitely like once you consumerize it you definitely lose something so i think they would say the same thing it's not just christianity that has that problem right mm-hmm. right yeah so it's gonna be confusing a little bit i think yeah i mean i think sometimes it's made confusing for a reason you know what i mean like like i said maybe that pushback of the 80 percent or the majority knows why the minority wants that certain book in you know and they're like Fuck, fuck these guys. All right, we'll put that in, but we'll put in this book too that kind of throws it off. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Cool question might be to ask, like, if you feel like it's the 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 finger and the the moon, so to speak, uh, what do you guys feel the finger is in terms of a lot of these religions? And then what do you feel the moon is? Ah, uh, great, great question. Right. Because that's like a that's like probably the question. I like I love that question. Yeah. Yeah. I think. The finger is obviously the messenger, right? There we go. And I think at the same time, 
the message is the moon, but the message being the moon isn't dependent on the messenger. You know what I'm saying? So technically, you don't need the person pointing to the moon in order for you to see it. And frankly, like, no matter what the messenger tells you about the moon, like, the moon... Like, no one's been on the fucking moon. You're just pointing at the moon. How are you going to tell me what the fuck the moon is? You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever I come up to the conclusion with is going to be just as factual as yours because you ain't been there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... So I think like the moon is also a rabbit hole. So like you can you can have a personal journey with the moon independent of any finger pointer, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. So that was my deep answer to that. <laughs> it's a rabbi hole, pretty much. Yeah. Rabbit hole, just the unexplainable. That's what I would assume is the moon isn't just like Jarrell said, the finger that's that's the messenger that's just that's just the pointer to mm -hmm. what it is Being now like, don't get me wrong some messengers are like if you look over there you see yeah. the moon <laughs> and it rotates over here sometimes yeah yeah, yeah right 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 some people are like it's there all the time okay now i'm gonna meditate here and don't fucking ask me because it's gonna be there all the time you know what i'm saying so you can enter in any kind of archetype you want as the finger pointer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of finger pointers, I think. But I mean, the finger, like, what about the moon? What do you guys think that represents? Because I think the moon represents something, what, like, beyond us, right? Can't explain. To kind of it's pull its own away... Moon. Yeah, to kind of pull us away from here, I guess, and to see that there that is I don't know how to word it, but like something that's just like a higher purpose that's <clears throat> than what we're doing here, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to put it shit together. Like it's, like it's something intangible. Yeah. It's, it's so captivating because it's so bright and it stands out and everybody can see it. And mm. it kind of lights up the sky so like when i was thinking about you know the, yeah. the finger pointer and the moon mm. it's also like if that if the moon is like the main goal that religion is trying to you know point everyone towards right and like a lot of people get distracted with the stars too like all the other mm. things that are out there because they see the fingers like oh look at that and then they get distracted by the stars and it's like there's it's always people can get mm. up up when really, like, they're all bright in their own way, and they're all big or small, whatever size they are, but then it's like the, but we lose track of like what the main point is. And I feel like for me, like, I've always been confused um, when it comes to religion because there's so many different finger pointers and so many different moons, but it feels like every moon is supposed to be the same. Um, but it's just a matter of which, you know, finger pointer you want to you want to go for, go with it. Mm -hmm. like, follow um which is the difference between all the religions like that's kind of between like listening here and and thinking to how i've always looked at hmm. religion as a whole as a concept like from a macro level it's just like there's so many different versions of <clears throat> the main point which is like there's a higher power and we should always you know we should strive to to be like that or in that image um hmm you know, through our day-to-day -day actions. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a deep question because at the same time, people can be like, oh, tomorrow the moon's going to be a half moon because I know this because God told me. So now you have to tithe 25% tonight, okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And that, and it's the, the hard part is um, a lot of people, um, when they kind of get that sense of distrust from a finger pointer, they, they stop looking altogether. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not understandable because I, it, it's totally understandable. Like won't get fooled again if I don't believe sort of thing, but it's like, you got to admit, like they're definitely like, I think the easiest, one of the easiest things to kind of come to terms with, not like which finger pointer, but there's definitely something like I think that's the 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 um a statement most people can easily get behind is there's definitely something else to it than just like either what your parents said or what society told you or what everybody what or what even what you think should be done there's definitely mm-hmm. something above that and it's like why is it that we all feel like we should be doing something right now like wh- why should like you know <laughs> what's obligating us to do the right thing or even think about right versus a wrong thing. And, you know, regardless of finger pointer, I think the it's, it's hard because you, on one hand, it's like trusting um, those voices sets us up for disappointment. Sometimes it sets us up for being fooled or feeling stupid, but it's, I think if there's anything you can learn throughout history, it's that humans can't help, but try you know, to figure out what the heck it is. Also, if someone is telling you, yo, I'm telling you right now, the moon's going to crash in an earth next week. I don't know what to fucking tell you. And that scares you. Like I might just go to the guy that says the moon is fucking, you know what I mean? Like tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Tell me what I want to hear kind of thing too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, so much of spirituality comes down to, I mean, faith, another word for faith is trust. And it's the same question as how do I know if this source is trustworthy, right? It's, it's the same sort of question, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a harder question than we might think. Right. Yeah. Cause like, cause like you're saying, there's a, it's not just the, the length of the guy's finger. <laughs> it's not the, how straight his finger is, but it's also the character can like, is he even trustworthy or is he like, doing the thing right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's funny because that actually is a good example of how people have free will when it comes to this plane you know what i'm saying like someone can believe the moon is just a rock and like you have free will to believe that and someone has free will to be like, no, stupid. It's not a rock. It's made out of cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy has free will to believe that. And he has free will to press you. And in a you sense, are, yeah, you know in I'm a saying? sense, too. Yeah, in a sense, it's like, okay, now, obviously, now we've been to the moon. So, obviously, we're, we're, we're kind of talking symbolically here in a sense. Have we, though? <laughs> All right. Well, my point is that's why we have moon landing conspiracies. Because at the end of the day, I haven't been to the moon yeah right so so to a degree i think conspiracy theories kind of arise at the point where there's no way to know and so it's like oh yeah that could be true (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know um there's a level of faith in what we want to believe that's in these conspiracy theories also 
right? And it, the question that I think a lot of people feel is why do why do all these religions feel like conspiracy theories, right? Bro, religion is conspiracy theory. Hey. point blank you know what i'm saying like it's it's a theory and it's an unpopular fringe opinion and obviously the establishment's like no 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 that's don't believe that stuff you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like the very nature of it is conspiracy like like we we talked about jesus was a conspiracy theorist <laughs> need, need that on his shirt but what i mean by that is he welcomed open conversations about things you know what i mean it was and if he had if he, if he had a strong belief, he put his foot down and stood for that belief. He didn't be like, well, but the Roman church said this or CNN said this. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. Can I-, I believe this is what I believe, yo. You know what I mean? Like whether I'm human or I'm God or I'm Jesus, this is what I believe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the free will thing is, is very – I, I think it's one of those things that's that's thrown around in church and spirituality, but I think that is even just free will. That concept alone should be broken down in like a two month program. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, it's. I mean, uh, as far as a message yeah. goes, right? Would you agree? Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like um, the funny thing is that um, I've been thinking a lot about this because I. Um, the book that I'm working on with my pastor, it's one thing that we kind of discuss. And it's like, I think we don't give enough thought to that idea of what free will entails. Because, you know, growing up, I always thought, and maybe you guys can chime in. um, I've always thought that the image of God and like, you know, being made in God's image or whatever meant like, oh, we were just kind of cool or smarter than other people right? Smarter than other human beings, but uh, not, sorry, smarter than animals. I thought the image of God was that we were smarter than animals or other creation. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I, I had this uh, thought the other day or the other month, which is like, uh, dogs don't, we don't consider dogs to be sinful or doing wrong. Rocks don't do wrong. Like if a rock rolls down and crushes someone's car, I don't call the rock evil. It's just like the rock had to do what gravity it just did, right? But the only thing that we seem to attribute like moral wrongdoing to is things with free will, right? And so it's like the capability of free will and having my morals and like you said, making theories and decisions is what allows us to be good, but I think it allows us to be evil as well, right? Mm. Because it's... it, it. it's not like, how should I say? It, it's powerful enough to the point where the fucking forces are like, oh shit, this guy has free will. You know what I mean? Like, and they, and I mean, we bend the world with that free will and that yeah. rational thinking to yeah. our, and and so it's like you know, science has been used to cure diseases. It also made uh, the atom bomb, and so it's like. It's, it seems to me that the, the, the weight of understanding our free will is something that not just religious or spirituality, but just like education. Like, I don't think we really wrestle with what it means to have your own agency and your decisions, you know, and the weight of that. I don't think it's um, – we talk about freedom like freedom to do whatever the heck we want, but I think there's a, there's a weight to being able to do whatever you want, right? 
I think what's funny when we talk about free will is it can be compared to free speech too, right? Yes, like, correct, correct. I want to say yeah, that's true. That's hashtag right. God is gay. <laughs> I have free will to say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you want to be offended by that, you have free will to be offended by that. If I really believe Hallelujah. that, I have, I have free will to believe that. You know what I mean? At the same time, like if Zach wanted to be like, nah, man, this guy needs to get checked into a, a psychotherapy. Psycho <laughs> hey, man, God is great. The hospital, he has free will to believe that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's God is crazy. trans. And this this is this is the thing I believe. I and this is something I've like kind of picked up recently, uh researching the Knights Templar. Apparently, there's a fucking lineage of them still around. Damn. Mm -hmm. Is that they believe that they believe in the divine spark, right? Like if you imagine God as a flame, we're all just matches of the same flame. So when you say we're created in his image, we're like from his source. You know what I'm saying? So like like I said, like we're a match from from the whole campfire. You know what I mean? So with that comes like a fraction of his power. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about minuscule, like I'm talking about Ant Man's dick, like smaller than that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's small. Yeah, we hashtagging that. Hashtag is gay. No, but what, what I'm saying with that baby is, dick is is like that also matters too. You know what I mean? Like, like that fact that it's from a divine spark means that. Like you said, the, the the fact that we're blessed with free will, however little that is, however much we don't appreciate that, mm -hmm. it's almost like an infinity stone to these spiritual beings because it does affect right. the realms. You know what I mean? We're we're not. I mean, I hate to take everything back into the matrix, but we're not programs. We're not um, as much as we have patterns of behavior. Yeah, we're not we're, algorithms. We're not yeah. predictable. You know what I mean? Any yeah. day I could just be like, take the mask off, but that's not going to happen until the unmask on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not but you get what I'm saying? Like it, it's, yeah. it's interesting that if you look at it yeah. from that way, I feel like sometimes you could take that as blasphemy. Cause you're like, Oh, what do you mean? You're God. There's God in you. Like, Oh, not I like mean, that, you fucking bigot, but like from a more positive perspective, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's like, there's a, there's a really, um, there's a quote we have in the book that goes, uh, it's a John Calvin quote and it goes, the knowledge of God and that of ourselves are related. And I think it's like, to a degree, whatever religion you believe in, I think the big question is whatever that thing is or person or universal force or Jesus or whatever we came from. That's kind of how you view your human nature as well, if you really think about it, right? Mm. So the, if, if we do come from something, then whatever that something is, is going to dictate a lot about how I live my life, right? Mm. Whether that's the ether or it's nature or it's Darwinism or it's atheism or it's God or whatever, right? Um the you, how you view that god will kind of reflect back on how you live inevitably i think and how or how you understand that thing or force or person right hmm. yeah 
deep, man. We'll never yeah, know. Right. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Crazy stuff. But I don't know. It, it's the ra- the rabbi hole goes deep because like the whole religion is based on one person, right? And obviously I, I, I've been getting into this debate about like there's obviously a lot of power in the name of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But is his name even Jesus? Because like if we get technical, which I think we should get technical because in the Bible he's very technical. He says my name. You know what I'm saying? So that excludes any fucking like jabroni marks that comes up. And like, oh, I know David. Okay, bro. Like <laughs> go to David's house then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh as far as that goes, I just feel like we talked about Revelation. We talked about the Antichrist. I feel like even Christianity is getting hijacked. You know what I mean? Because I just believe that it's like Jesus is more of an Americanized Mickey Mouse name. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know any Middle Eastern named Jesus, dude, like from any time and Unless there was like a Spanish colony in, in, in Jerusalem or something. <laughs> I don't know any Jesus in fucking oh. the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? Like I heard it was Yeshua and Yeshua translates into Joseph. And obviously. Or Joshua. Whole, yes. yes. Jo- Joshua. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the yeah. whole argument yeah. is that, oh, later on it was translated into Jesus. You know what I mean? Okay. Respect. How come there's still Joshua's then in the Bible? You know what I mean? Hmm. If if Yeshua translates into Zach, and we translated like Yeshua into Jarrell, why are there still Zachs around? You're kind of why are you around, Zach? You know, why do you, you get what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The basis of this argument is if a name, a name's a name. A name is pretty much instruction to form a phonetic sound, right? So. Like, if a name is a password, like, if I say open sesame, I don't need to translate that into Spanish because the phonetic sound I need to make is open sesame. If my dog's name is Bentley, I don't call him like, no, I say, come here, Bentley. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like the whole lore of Christianity of accepting Jesus has to be Jesus, has to be Jesus. When his name was really Yeshua, it's like we're just taking placebo pills almost, you know what I mean? You're not getting the secret sauce. I feel like that, like the scripture is saying, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I sometimes wonder about that too, because I think in um, countries that are predominantly Muslim, I think their word for Jesus is Isa, I-S-A. And Isn't I think there a Bible Isa too. I don't know if that's a, hmm. I, I'm not sure if that's a, a name in the Bible besides, but what, what I understand is that the the Christians in Arab nations tend to call Jesus Isa, if I remember correctly. And so I've always wondered, like, um, I've always wondered why that I haven't done a lot of research as to why the word Jesus is used. But I, I definitely agree that there's a hijacking. Um that there's definitely something like that happening. Mm-hmm. You know, if not in the name, then in the traits or in the assumptions of the belief. Or, mm. um, or where the finger is pointing to, or what right. we're pointing to. Right? There's definitely some hijacking in that realm. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all that, like we came from the same 
Like we were told the same story and the same story is being told. And I just feel like, you know what I mean? It's a good gateway into this, these topics. Cause I feel like whether you like it or not, like you're going to get into thinking these topics, whether it's like your last hours or, you know what I mean? When you cross over to the spiritual realm. <laughs> Right, like this this uh, excerpt of the newspaper is gonna have to be read. You know what I mean? Right, right. Crazy, crazy. So, uh, Revelation is it happening right now? What do you guys think that is? Like, do you think that fucking Jesus is gonna come back and then all hell is gonna break loose and like there's gonna be some kind of like fucking like Lord of the Rings war? For good and evil, or what do you guys think is going to go on? Well, they've been saying revelations have been happening for decades. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. We'll, we'll see. You know what's interesting? I talked to Pastor Vince about like end times, and he says, he says, like, bro, like, even when the Vietnam War was happening, they were talking about like, this is it. This is it for sure. If there's anybody that seemed like an antichrist, maybe Hitler. You know what I'm saying? Because literally, like, opposing God's people. If there's anybody that was like, <laughs> gonna be the antichrist historically would have probably been him but it, it we're still here jesus hasn't come back yet so um it's 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 hard to say um i mean i i guess it goes into like you know when we talk about the idea of revelation i, I think it's interesting because it's almost like that idea of revelation and the end times is like embedded into the way our culture thinks, even if they're not Christian somehow, yeah, like right. atheists right. have like the heat death of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Or like the technocrats have the, um, what's the word, the singularity, whether it's good or bad. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know why we always kind of have this arbitrary, like future reckoning point. We're all afraid of somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, different subcultures have different versions of it, right? Like everyone's going to be judged or we're going to find out exactly what everybody was made of sort of moment. Right. I mean, I, I think I do agree that when people say this is biblical, not all of them even really know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just kind <laughs> of like dropping in with a, with the word of the day. But I know for sure me, like when I was in fourth grade, that was like one of the first books I read right after Job. And bro, and this is all gonna tie. This is all gonna tie in. I I I, I, I I'm learning a lot about myself. Why I'm so intense. You know what I'm saying? When I was young, I wanted to watch movies about fish and like dolphins. Guess what movie my mom put on? <laughs> she put on Jaws. Oh dang! All right, Jaws is a fish. Yeah, but I mean, oh, like, I, I was uh, maybe when I was like <laughs> very or, big fish. When I was three or four, I was exposed to those violent scenes in the dun 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 dun. Oh, you know what I mean? So I was afraid of going in the water already. Now my dad would be like, "Hey, now check this movie out, Terminator <laughs> Two, baby." <laughs> They're all good movies, though. <laughs> all great movies, but oh, as boy. a as a like three four year old, a little too yeah, much yeah. for my stimulation. Because I just recently watched Terminator Two, and that is a fucking crazy ass movie. Yeah, Did you guys see the theory that Terminator is a prequel to The Matrix? No. Look into I've it. Heard of that one. Look into it. 
Terminator <laughs> 1 is the prequel? Terminator, the whole Terminator, oh, uh, line even included like Genesis and all of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think so because it talks about before the world ended up becoming full. You know what I mean? Cybertronic. Cybernet. Cyberdad was a co- yeah. It was called like Cyberdad. But anyways, like that was kind of my mentality. You know what I mean? Like fucking tripping out kind of thing. You know what I mean? So like. Revelation intrigued me right away because there was dragons, there's demons, there was monsters with five heads and ten horns and shit. I was like, damn, and this was Jesus' time to come back and bitch slap these fools, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> go back to oh, hell. <laughs> the ultimate fucking bitch slap, but the power like, getting into it, getting into it, it's like nobody <laughs> wanted to cover it, and like now kind of understanding it, it's a pretty abstract, crazy topic to cover. But now I feel like it's super relevant because a lot of the 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 thing about conspiracy theories is sometimes they'll make a stretch and connect some dots, but sometimes they're pretty impressive stretches that connect. You know what I mean? I think one of the things that is trending right now, as far as the end times, is the Euphrates River is drying up. I think that mm-hmm. was something everyone keeps saying. Oh, it's biblical, right? And I think another one is like the the temple getting rebuilt. Temple of Solomon getting rebuilt or something. They said if those two happen, for sure the Antichrist is back or already alive, right? My my kind of view on all of that is, I mean, Jesus even said nobody knows the day or the time. Even him, actually. Like a thief in the night. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Even Jesus doesn't know when Jesus is going to come back. Like the father knows when Jesus is going to come back, but Jesus doesn't know. He, he leaves that up to his father, but, and so I'm, while we, we can't try to predict it, I think an interesting trend that I notice is um, all of these like beast antichrist type figures, they kind of control the world economy, right? That's like the, the trend of all these like Illuminati conspiracy theories, right? Right. Is it's the, it's the one world government idea if you think about like, I think probably the believers back then thought it was Rome. Now Rome failed because they didn't have the technology to sustain such a big empire. Like one of the things you read about is there the roads, the infrastructure, just the technology wasn't there to sustain a global government. Right. Mm-hmm. Now the interesting thing is like, if you think about the, the trail of history from the Roman empire and the, the, the Greco Roman, um, you know, you got the British empire, which is very much like that kind of, uh, philosophical tradition. And then you get America, right. Which is very much that same, um, uh, genealogy. And I think what you do see throughout history, what has changed since then, I think is we are capable of so much more now. Like if somebody wanted to do a one world government, now they actually could. Right. I'm not saying that they're going to, and then soon, but what it's, we can do it now. Like Tower of Babel was like, we're going to confuse the languages. Um, there's going to be disunity. And then now humans are able to kind of cooperate globally. So I, I well, I'm not going to try and say when it's going to happen. We are definitely on the trend to one day it being able to happen. Like if you wanted to brainwash the world, the easiest person that could do that is whoever controls all of Disney's content. If you think about hey. it. Like I'm not I'm not saying they are maybe they are but what I'm saying Probably is not. like all of entertainment has 
all, all the food companies, all the entertainment companies, I, I, they're they're uh, conglomerates now, right? They're like all kind of acquired with each other, and so I I think the the general trend of power kind of growing. We're definitely at a time when global government domination is possible more than ever, right? I'm not trying to say who's going to do it, but what I'm saying is it's it's more and more it's it we're trending that way uh, in terms of power and economics, right? That's actually the perfect segue because I initially thought looking, you know, you know what I mean, like looking into the revelation literally. I thought these five-headed, six-headed beings were chimeras, right? Because they were, right? I think they were mentioned as chimeras. Physical description, yeah. And, like, I'm going to play this clip just to build that they might actually be real. There's human pig embryos, which is fucking chimera. How our cells grow and interact inside an animal. This pig, the first known chimera. The ultimate goal for this type of research is to whether we can use this. Technology. This was in China, I think, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Give us yes, China insight. Right now, scientists are nowhere near that goal, but recent studies have shown how that process can work using gene editing. Scientists would delete a specific piece of an animal's DNA so its embryo wouldn't be able to grow a heart, for example. Then they'd inject that embryo with human stem cells, which Uh. move to the void and grow a human heart. The embryo would then be put back inside the animal to develop. The possibility of growing human cells and tissues inside animal is an exciting first step for the dream of generating tissues and organs for transplantation into humans. We're still far away. To date, everything the researchers have done is legal. Now, technically, there's Luciferians, they're trying to like really summon physical demons like that. Because obviously those are man-made now, man-made creatures, you know what I mean? You can argue that they're not made from the divine spark that we talked about. So, you know, that all gets tied into witchcraft and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But after you just talk, uh, after you just mentioned what you said, and going back to what we talked about earlier about it's a monopoly of information, right? Like, I like how you say science tries to monopolize the truth sometimes. Right now, as much as people rely on this and as much as we're smarter with these, it's also a handicap because we refer to these things for information. You know what I mean? It's, if I go yes. two plus two on the calculator here and it says six, like, it must be six. Dude. Like, you know what I mean? There's a Mandela effect or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's going like to be a Black Mirror episode, man. It's going to be that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Well, it's like if we think about a lot of. Um, even when it comes to like AI, the interesting thing is try to test sometimes what an AI will say and what it won't say. Mm. And it's really interesting how the bias of an AI is formed because it's formed either A, from the people who created it and what they think is right and the rules that they built into the AI, or B, it's basically just a summary of all of the biases of the information it was fed. 
because it's fed ultimately with information that was human generated, right? And so yeah. all that is biased. And so we're about to treat AI like an oracle, but um, all technology, um, it doesn't necessarily make you more free, right? Like more information doesn't make you more free. It's who's in control of the information and who owns the phone that is in your hand, right? Who owns that um, that flow, that stream of information and yeah, I, I do think that dependence on technology at a certain point um, doesn't make us more free. It makes us uh, easily controlled, maybe you could say, right? Of course, of course, yeah. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense for me. <laughs> we're, we're, but it's just, so, there's so many different points of views you can have on this, which is the most interesting thing about it. Everyone can have different perspectives and they can all, they can all, makes sense for anyone and i think that's why it's such it's so crazy to have such a wide range of beliefs um but just touching on to like believing in one thing is kind of a bad thing in my in my in my opinion like let's just say and that's why it's kind of hard for me to stick to one religion like christian like i grew up catholic mm. you know um but i've leaned more towards just me being too actually Catholic. yeah <laughs> you know and uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, but agnosticism has been something that's because I, I, it's not to throw shade at religion. It's just more of like you know, there's so much out there. But when you look at it, all these religions are kind of the same. It's just different names and kind of little different, a little differences. But it's almost the same concept in every religion. Like, um, but if I'm wrong, you guys can go ahead and chime in. I just think that, um. There's a lot of similarities for us to be stuck and binded to one thing. Mm. So that might be a cool question where in your, in your experience or in others' experience, what are the commonalities that we kind of see? Um, that goes back to the moon thing, I guess, right? Like yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what is the thing that they're all uh, pointing to? And then also like how would we determine if – because we know, for example, that some of these religious groups are cults or they're kind of uh, controlling people. So I suppose maybe the, a second question might be, how do we evaluate these religious voices or belief systems, right? How do we know if they're kind of fooling us? How do they know? How do we know if they're telling the truth? What right. sim- what's similar? What's different, right? So I'm, I'm curious, like, because I mean, all of us, even if like, I am Christian, but mm-hmm. I'll admit a lot of my beliefs are probably formed by other religions and beliefs and philosophies. I think we're inevitably all to a degree agnostic, right? We're yeah, all formed yeah. by our background. But like, yeah, what what do you guys think? What 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 what's kind of the compass for you guys in terms of evaluating belief systems or things like that? It feels like I kind of alluded to it earlier with the pointing at the moon, you know, concept, <clears throat> the moon is such a big entity. And as is like, as a whole, it's like that, that higher power, that guiding light in the darkness, for example. Um, and depending on where you are, are at, like everyone can see the moon at some point in the day, right? Every, every night when the sun sets, the moon comes up. Right. And I guess the sun but like no one really looks at the sun because you go blind. But with the moon, it's like that's that guiding light in time of darkness. And every religion kind of has that 
higher power. And that's where the, like the, the kind of metaphor of the moon comes in. It's like, it's so far away, but everybody can see it. And we may not ever be able to go there, Mm -hmm. but it's always there. Um, And so that's where the finger pointer is just like, it's just based on where you're at, you're going to have a different pointer. You're going to have someone different Mm -hmm. that's pointing at that. And, and that represents the different religions, um, at least from the way I'm interpreting, you know, the, the pointing at the moon. Um, So like the concept of like the commonality is, is it feels like every religion that I've like asked about or whatever, they all have that common higher power that people are looking up to for guidance and for Mm -hmm. wisdom Mm -hmm. and knowledge um, and for, you know, relief and, and just the sense of having some spirituality um, in our lives. Um, And that's like the big, and then there's rules and stuff that every religion has too, obviously, you know, commandments and whatever other religions have, but so there's the commonality and like, you got to follow rules. You have to act a certain way or carry yourself a certain way to be able to reach the ultimate goal, which is, you know, prosperous afterlife. I feel like that's, right. the, that's another commonality, but, mm. um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like the, the hard part with grasping religion for me has always been like, which finger pointer is the right one, you know? Uh, and that's where I've been, mean, I've talked on the part about, you know, my struggle, not struggle, but like my kind of, um, journey with with talking about and experiencing and going through like you know different religious Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. conversations is it's hard for my mind personally to to be like okay well which one's right if there's there's only one that's supposed to be the truth which one is the truth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if any i know i got kicked out but if anything makes you feel better jesus didn't start really being jesus until he was 30 and he died at 33 so (laughs) i just turned 33 so damn (laughs) it's time for you to go man (laughs) what percentage of his life is that like you know what i mean three years out of 33 that's 10 percent 11 percent I think it's a little less. Yeah. I don't want to do the math right now. Actually, but I'm, I'm supposed to do that math. <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. But no, as far as the finger pointing goes, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like the person, I'd ra- I'd rather figure out what the moon is with a person who's trying to figure it, figure it out with me than a person mm-hmm. who's trying to be like, I told you. I told you the moon would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So would you say that a big part of how we distinguish the the finger pointers from each other is like their character or would it be like, as you know, for example, I mean, practically speaking, why do a lot of people leave religions? Okay. Oh, well, the pastor was a freaking hip, but the pastor was a freaking hypocrite. Right, yeah. like, almost yeah. always. There's a lot about those pastors, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like clearly, if that would cause somebody to leave the the religion, what, what it shows is to a degree, it's not just the belief itself, but it's the character of the person saying the belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the the effectiveness I, I, of the messenger. You know, like how effective is that person that's reaching someone who's searching for spirituality like almost like how convincing can they be right and i think the god go ahead i think for me 
like I said, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, being in the conspiracy uh, community, dog, it's annoying sometimes because it's like everything that comes out, like we're still trying to figure out what it is, but you have 8 million theories of what it is already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is it. This is that. This is this. This is that. Like some of it makes sense, but it's like, dude, like, like we don't even know what it is. You're turning to what you're, what you hate right now. You know what I'm saying? So- so I think that's the danger is I think inevitably if I say I'm no longer going to listen to the people pointing at the moon and I'm just going to look at the moon myself, I can also become a stupid finger pointer. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, that's, not the, that's not the thing though. The thing is like, right. even though they're annoying, you can hear them and you're like, okay, it's, I, I, it's, I have a hard time explaining this, but you almost have to have a filter of knowing that you're not going to agree to this person, whatever this person is going to sell you, but you could hear them out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, even that, like some, like there's a reason that conspiracy theorist is on my feet because I heard some shit that he said that resonated with me. Now, 80% of his content might be fucking annoying, like misinformation, but you know what I mean? I still follow him because there's that 10%. So I think it's almost having almost like a filter, filtration in for you for information that that's coming in or even realistic expectations yeah to where it's not so dependent on on uh like the messenger you know what i'm saying because i do believe you can learn from any teacher if you're a good student even the the Mm. even the fucking sleazeball pastor can teach you something about humans it's like oh yeah even pastors can be sleazeballs you know what i mean the way that I've heard that phrase is you can, there's a difference between learning from someone's teaching and then learning from being around a bad teacher. I think you can learn a lot. And so I, it's something I like to ask people because I've had crappy church experiences too. And the question that I always have to ask myself is what am I learning from that crappy experience? It's like, okay, well, why is my reaction so negative? You know, like where did my expectation of this guy come from or what 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 was he betraying in the first place that made me feel like he was a hypocrite? Mm-hmm. And so I my my hope for a lot of people is like I think there's a lot of skepticism about a lot of things, but like you said, I think it's like with the right posture and attitude, we can learn from crappy finger pointers. We can learn from these crappy teachers. Not necessarily believe everything they say, but. <sighs> why is it that I'm resisting them or why does it bother me so much? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning now that when you're feeling some, even when you hate something, it has, or it's a reflection of you, whether it reminds you of your old self, you know what I mean? Whether you're annoyed of someone's certain trait, you know what I mean? That it's usually a reflection of you. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's funny that even the negative things are, are, are a reflection of you when obviously we only like to highlight the positive stuff. But I did get cut off when we were talking about AI. Funny enough. Sus ass. <laughs> Let me Stream make my yard. point, right? Let me make my point. Coincidence. Um, so I talked about, you know, maybe the beasts are the, the, the AIs, you know what I mean? And computers. I mean, six heads. Sounds like a fucking supercomputer. Eight, ten horns sounds like antennas, right? I mean, if we're we're looking at this as a metaphorical type of thing, you know what I mean? And what's interesting is we talked about, and I'm going to tie this all in, we talked about the uh, uh, monopolization of facts and science. 
and even the finger pointers. We're living in a world now where it doesn't matter about the finger pointers because you could just look at your fucking phone and it'll tell you what the moon is. You know what I mean? And you I don't think, need to worry. You yeah. don't need to worry about finger pointer because you have an app that will yeah. tell you what the moon is. You know what I mean? So now yeah. your information doesn't depend on the messenger because you have a tool that was manifested by a bunch of occult, you know what I mean, intentions. Correct. Yeah. So the that, way you might that, that's controlling yeah. now your alg- your mental algorithm. You know what I mean? Your divination. The, yeah. The way that you that you might also word that same thing is we've kind of divorced truth from character. Right. I think there was a time where truth tellers you would watch their character and see if they walked the talk before you believed anything they said. But now, like all these companies, because there's no personal element to them, we can't hold them accountable. I mean, these are the guys that are. Um, determining what shows up in our newsfeed also, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I think to a degree, when we divorce truth from character, we run into a lot of problems. Like you're saying, we think that the AI or the newsfeed is objective, but there are people controlling what the AI will say and won't say, or what the news will give you and won't give you. So it's like, I think the unf- the way the easiest way I've come to word it is most people nowadays, we have a choice between being misinformed and being uninformed. And I think to really be informed takes a lot of digging and a lot of like critical thinking. And it's either we don't want to do that or we're not set up to do that. We weren't taught or something like that. But um, yeah, I think divorcing truth from character has been kind of a problem. Like what I you're think, saying with the, the phone and all that stuff. I think you know? divorcing truth from character has been going on for a long time because it also brings back the the pop star and the music thing. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's not really your song. You know what I mean? Like we could have had Ariana Grande sing that, but we gave it to you. You know what I mean? Um, we could have had Jaden Smith sing it, but we gave it to you type of thing. Correct. Correct. So um, I just feel like it goes back to what I was saying, and I'm going to drive it home with with this one. This could be my rabbit hole segment of the night. I go back to talking about egregores. <laughs> Why this is crazy is because I heard that statues, they were initially invented so that you could kind of like cast like your god spirit into that statue and that statue will kind of be you know what i mean almost a vessel for your god to be in this realm for it's a like life. an idol yeah kind of yeah, yeah. like sort an of idol, vibe right? right sort of vibe yeah so that is that's been going on since the fucking greek like zeus days right temples of zeus and shit right now i brought this up on a podcast a while back but i talked about the brazen head right the brazen head is something that Francis Bacon invented, and he made like this anatomically accurate, like uh, robotic head, and he mixed in witchcraft, and he like summoned a devil spirit in order to go into the head, right? And the head eventually got possessed by the spirit, and what? what he was trying to accomplish from this is he wanted to kind of like a psychic and he wanted to bypass shamans and like different oracles in order to kind of, you know, get 
their fortune told or whatever. So he wanted his own kind of fortune telling machine, psychic machine by just mm. casting the devil into this machine, mm. almost like chat GPT kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, functionally it's the same idea, right? Yeah. Now let's talk about computers and like, you know what I just found out CERN. I always look at CERN as sus because I feel like CERN messes with like, the fabric of the universe, you know what oh, I mean? The whether particle accelerator. Yeah, the particle accelerator. Oh, like, yeah. whether, whether we're like opening up yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for demons to come in, or like angels are getting ripped out from, you know what I mean? Because sure. we're messing with things that we don't know we're messing with. But something famous that gets linked into the CERN machine is the Mandela effect, right? And the Mandela effect is when information all of a sudden changes from what the collective knew, right? Like Berenstain Bears, <laughs> Nico. Tell me this. Spell Onyx, the Pokemon. What? How do you spell his name? O n i x. I think it is O n i x. I thought it was O n y x. This whole. It is. I almost said Y. I almost said Y x. It's. I almost said Y x. Dog. You knew that. You knew that. Nah. O n y x. The most I, one of the I'm reading it from my visualization of when I was playing Pokemon Red, dude. It's O N Y X. Yeah, but see, this is a thing that um, p- other people have talked about the the fruit of the uh, fruit of the loom having the mm-hmm. uh, the cornucopia, cornucopia on it. Cornucopia, yeah. Cornucopia. The Monopoly man not having a monocle. What really? Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> I totally. I remember him having about. a monocle. I remember him having a monocle. Yeah. Look at us. Think of the peanut guy. I just found out that the internet, the World Wide Web, was accidentally invented at CERN in order to like keep track of data and keep track of what and like communicate within. You know what I mean? Oh wow! Yeah, I thought the internet was uh, invented by the military, but apparently CERN was accidentally invented it. And now the internet is the gatekeeper of information. You know what I mean? Now we go back to fuck the messenger where. Maybe there is an ancient man who knew generations and generations of tales and read, you know what I mean? Like scribes of uh, 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 fucking um, like yeah. slabs of stone that told you about the moon. Explain now his shit doesn't that. matter. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, there is a wild Pokemon. Where'd you get that, bro? Where'd you get that? Uh, apparently there's a whole argument over Reddit and people are like, dude, in the old Pokemon games on the Game Boy, red, blue, and yellow, it was O-N-Y-X. Y-X. That's what I'm trying to tell people, but look at this. That's whack. No, that's not real. They they changed it on us. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now you don't even trust your memory because you trust the internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The devil is very deceiving. Oh, so, so. <laughs> right, since we're here, let's look at the Monopoly man. Monopoly. I think people get the Monopoly guy with the with the peanuts guy. Confused. Because <laughs> that peanuts guy I know definitely that has a monocle. Yeah, see, look at that monocle. I remember him with the. I remember him with the monocle. I I don't think I remember him with the monocle. Remember in Ace Ventura too? He's like, you must be the. You must be the Monopoly guy. (laughs) Yeah, we always bring that up. We we always bring that up. 
<sighs> yeah. Like, so, I mean, I just you, feel like, you know, now, now we talk about the antichrist, right? Nico, uh, in before the internet books, the Bible now, well, I have the Bible on my phone. How do you know they're not trans like changing translations in certain words in order to bastardize the message as a whole? You know, what's surprising to me? Artists, Update three songs There's sometimes. A Pokemon card. Oh, so I know. Yeah, I was looking for my Pokemon first. card. That would have been the most the the most concrete proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Maybe it was. Some. I wonder if it's like a two people in the North American Pokemon team translated the Japanese weirdly. I wonder. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's maybe. Could I don't be. know. But it blew my mind that even artists like update their songs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Kanye. You know how you know what Kanye West used to do, where he'd just be like, "Nah, I like this version," and I'll just update the song. Yeah, yeah. Well, Life of Pablo changed so many times, like while I was listening. Wow. Yeah, I didn't they know do that. that. They do that with albums still right now. I'd be listening to songs about, oh, they changed that. You know what I mean? And you don't really know that. Yeah. But like, who's to say they're not doing that with important documents? Like we talked about in the last podcast, the Epstein list could have been changed too to be weaponized. Now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's, it's something that you kind of realize. Um, the medium is the message is what a lot of people will say with regards to that. Like a lot of people think it's just the information, but it's the medium. It's how the, how the information is communicated does a lot to the information. So it's like how, um, for example, if you think about a world before written language, there would be no way to edit your own words if you think about it, right? Because if I can't write my words, I can't remember them and I can't edit them, right? Like I can't like go back to page 42 out of 58 and like change a word or two without if in a world before written writing. Uh-huh. And so it's like how ri- how the ability to put my thoughts on paper changed the way that I think as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of go and you, throughout history, and it's like, okay, well, the book, um, how did the book, not just how did the book change us in the sense that there's a ton of information, but the medium of the book, like, I have to go sit down by myself, open the book and read it by myself, have my own thoughts. A guy had to write down his own. It was very like more of an individual experience than like, if you think about before the book, it was all oral tradition, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it changes the way that our brain works. Cause in in a sense, you're kind of, you're kind of already a cyborg, not in the sense that I have a cybernetic limb, but my memory is, is backed up somewhere else. Right. Yep. So I, I get the sense that the, um, uh, the phone, uh, Nicholas Carr in, in a, it's a book called the shallows. And he talks about, um, the phone is now our, um, our town square. It's our compass. It's our recipe book. It's our entertainment. It's our, uh, vinyl, uh, music player. Um, it's kind of our, it's, well, it's our calculator. Right. And it, it's our truth teller. And so, um, yeah, to a degree, it's like we, it's healthy to kind of question our dependence on these things. Right. And not, not that we can't use phones, but you have to be aware. <laughs> you have to really be aware of um, where that information is coming from and don't just take it for granted. Cause like you said, someone can change that very easily, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, 
when someone changes something that can like thou shalt not kill okay oops thou shalt kill you know what i mean like that that's the 10th commandment oops like you can look at the computer as oh man that was just a malfunction that's dangerous that didn't even happen or you could look at it like this motherfucker dude like you know what i mean like knows what he's doing type thing <laughs> because think about it like i said like the statue, the brazen head, a computer is just nothing up until we get back to the divine spark, right? And we talked about electricity on a previous podcast and how electricity kind of has some spiritual components because when you die, a certain amount of voltage can bring you back to life. At the same time, a certain amount of voltage can kill you. At the same time, a certain amount of voltage is necessary to keep you alive. You know what I'm saying? So there's obviously a dosage of voltage, but... You can't replicate like soul into something else, but when we are able to make like consciousness or like an algorithm, that's where things get scary. And I guess I'll I'll wrap it up with this. Have you guys heard of dead internet theory? That's kind of yeah. what I was trying to allude to. Yeah. Dude, that's scary shit, bro. Like that that even makes me look at the conspiracy theories that I'm looking at and I'm like this shit's fucking fake too, bro. You know what I mean? This could just be like the the AI just looks at him like, oh, they like this shit, so he, pump here. You know what I mean? Constructed in a way where it's written to where you, I got you hooked, and you're gonna keep going down this route. Yeah, and see what it shows is that the I think the lie that we've believed over the past several hundred years is that the primary currency of the human race is information. If only I had more information or more power, I would be okay. Right. right. And now we have the most power and information. Like the average poor person eats like a king, right? Like we fought wars over pepper, you know, hundreds of years ago. And now it's just like pepper. It's like, whatever. You know, um, sometimes we don't I like, look at people and like, bro, we used to have to hunt. Yeah. Over here <laughs> eating like a fucking extra large True. bowl with your large coke. I know right. you can't catch a chicken. You know, like can you imagine? Like can you imagine trying to make ice cream in the woods? Like how would you even start to get it cold enough? <laughs> like nah, we have a lot. Of, yeah, like we have a lot of power. But if you think about really what's make that dead internet theory and all this mis misinformation stuff everyone deals with, we don't lack information. We don't lack power. What we lack is trust. Mm -hmm. And so basically trust in character and so it goes back to that character truth thing right mm -hmm. i think we've gotten cocky as a human race and we think that um trustworthiness and character be damned it's all about the results that i get and we we see that now we're like you know corporations are too big to fail right mm -hmm. uh, we excuse celebrities if they're part of our tribe too big to fail right and i think the issue is without um kind of that fabric of trust the internet doesn't work like i you hear stories for example the early days of the internet where imagine like ebay is a new service that you'd never heard of before how are you going to send the guy money and trust he's going to send you stuff mm -hmm. like the, the only way that level of communication could have started is if there was some level of trust that this human being won't f me over <laughs> won't screw me over mm -hmm. And the, the the currency really is trust, I, I think. And I think as we've kind of diminished trust, 
um, all of our technology becomes less useful. It just becomes a way to manipulate the other person. Right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that they have telemarketers and scammers fucking everywhere, dog. And and they're all kind of informed. <laughs> if you think about it, all of these telemarketers and people that build the algorithms are the same uh, yeah. psychologists that design gambling machines, right? These yeah. are the guys that use psychology <laughs> to get you to do things for them. So I think we're we're really in a deficit of trust not a deficit of money or power or information. Um, you can have all the information in the world, but like, how do we know who the tr- the, the finger pointer is? How do we know? I think it's a trust issue mm. r- rather than a, um, mm. I don't have enough issue, even though that would help obviously. Right. <laughs> mm. But I think trust is the primary thing are where we lack as a, as a, and it's why I think we're, we're seeing this happen. Um, you know, hmm. goes back to faith, I guess, right? Yeah, because the word faith is the same word as trust, right? Gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. 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 Hey, that's blasphemous, dude. <laughs> uh, Triple H is booking the WWE. A lot of faith in it. He's booking WWE? <laughs> yeah, man. We'll save that for a wrestling episode. Yeah, we need to get one started soon. I don't know if do that. I have faith that everything's fake and gay. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is something we can all agree on <laughs> dude just because just because like you know as much as funny as that is it's not when you talk about dead internet theory you know what i'm saying like it very well possibly could be you know what i mean um and it's it goes back to the thing of like you said information overload like there's obviously not a problem of getting information it's a matter of trust and at the end of the day you know like andrew said have faith in yourself, trust yourself. You're going to have to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So like I told, I told my wife this, like when I was really deep into researching the homunculus, like I wasn't having fun, you know what I mean? And she could see in my eyes and I was, and she's like, why? I was like, I don't want to die researching the homunculus. <laughs> it's almost like this journey that I took on already. And I just want to see it through to the end. You know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, it's like, free will you know what i mean you can mm-hmm. you, we talked about the moon you have free will to be like cool dog i don't give a fuck about the moon like i want to go play basketball you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i feel like that's where that that's where it is and you can create you know what i mean and that's where i feel like it's very important to have an inner dialogue whether that's with your inner voice or a god because that's you nurturing your relationship with the divine spark that you have within yourself. Oh yeah. Or, and other people. I mean, I think it's why a lot of religions, but I think Christianity, especially um, community is essential to the pursuit of truth because it's the accountability, right? Um, Mm. It's the idea that, okay, well you're pointing this way. You're pointing this way. Let's talk about this. Are you Mm. being honest? Why did you think the moon was that way? 
why do why do you think it's this way? I, I, I think the I think referencing the divine spark with other with again and against other people um, is really really crucial because otherwise we become just another one of those um, mis a source of misinformation to manipulate other people. Right? The only mm. time like we're not trying to manipulate. I know I'm not trying to manipulate somebody is if I love somebody, if you, right? Because it's for their good that why I'm doing it. So relationship, I think that's where trust is ultimately built and your everyday routine, I think is really where trust is built. I think because otherwise it's like, I don't know. I don't know what CNN wants me to believe. I don't know what Fox News wants me to believe, but I know the trash needs to be taken out. I know I need to ask my wife for forgiveness and forgive her. I, I know I need to be responsible, you know? Right, right. And that, at the end of the day, like all of these online narratives are one thing, but I, I, I'm, the, I'm the same way where I get caught up in like theology. I get caught up in all this stuff, but it's like ultimately relationships that grounds us, I think. And I think a big measure of if it, if it for me, if a truth teller or a finger pointer is legit is you evaluate the relationships. Hmm. Are they scamming people? Are they really serving people? You'll know, I think, if they're at least honestly trying to point, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what CNN and Fox want you to believe? That Onyx is O-N-I-X. Psyop. Psyop, bro. Pokemon Psyop. Well, shit. Two hours. Nico, where can we find you outside the cave, man? Let's wrap it up. Um, I post the most on um, Instagram, uh, at Nico Miguel Guitar, N-I-C-O-M-I-G-U-E-L Guitar. Um, I just recently jumped on TikTok, like all the youngins do. <laughs> so I'm on there now. Um, I've got a YouTube channel as well, same handle. So yeah, that's mostly where I am. Are you going to be doing some dances? You got to do some dances. Dude. Some dances? Some, yeah. some TikTok dances. Look at that. I'm, cli- I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that, bro. <laughs> Going viral. That's a good animated ju- gif right now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's a good gif. The gif or gif. Onyx or Onyx, dude. Your TikTok video yeah. should be about what's Onyx. O-N-O-I-X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. See, I've been thinking about this recently because I have like an old deck of Pokemon cards that I'm fairly certain are pretty valuable now. Me too. You know, I have to go find them though. I know I didn't throw them away. They're in some drawer somewhere. I need to find them. But Oof. yeah, I've been I'll meaning to take already. mine to. Uh, there's this place in um, Stanton. Yeah, I, think, I forget what it's mm. called. But they get your cards graded. Go to Orange. It's closer. I can take you there. Oh yeah, let's go oh, tomorrow. Yeah. We can. All right. There's a card shop that I know that will submit those for you to PSA. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah? the shop. Yeah. Hey, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up with this. If you can have one fucking Pokemon, let's say, let's say oh, this tomorrow. Is, this is the most important. Real life tomorrow, or Pokemon card? No, like, let's say you, you you had a Pokemon card, and then when you slept the next morning, it became real. Which one would you oh, sleep with? Oh, Nico, oh, it can't be, it, it can't be a legendary, though. It can't be no legendary. Okay, okay. Sorry, what's a legendary? I'm, I'm like a, you know, like you know, like Moltres, like Moltres, Zapdos, Articuno. Yeah, Ente. Damn. You know what? Let, let's be cool too. None of the basic starters, so no 
Charmander. Charmander. Okay, you can get like a fully evolved one already. Is what you're saying? Nah, nah. No, like base. Base, yeah, base. Okay. Oh fuck. Let's go. Uh, give me a ditto, bro. It can be You're anything. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it can be that's anything, like, dog. Yeah, that's like the I'm gonna wish for more wishes right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> it could be anything, but it's always got those creepy eyes on them. That's fine. Uh, you know what? Give me a Growlithe. It's not oh, nice. My mother thought it was a Lapras. Ooh. And just, you know, or a magic card because you know what comes after a magic card? Gyarados. Yeah, you gotta train that shit, dude. That's tough. Snorlax would be dope too. You just have this big ass Pokemon <laughs> in your house. That's a case by case basis, though. I guess, that's... yeah. I guess, it's just, <laughs> I guess it just depends. Yeah, no, give me dinner, bro. Growlithe. I'll go last. Mine's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do um I would uh I'd go for a Dragonite probably. Nice. I don't think that's a legendary. Yeah. It's borderline yeah. though, but yeah. It's borderline. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, why yeah. I didn't pick Dragonite. I was like, hey, yeah, it's fully evolved. It's all good. Yeah. Because it's powerful, but it's also cute. Yeah. Why you, Andrew? Oh man, I only know Charizard. <laughs> that's all you want to know. You know what's dope? Ditto can be all those things. Yo, I pick uh, I pick Jinx. She a baddie. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were actually going to say Diglett, bro. Jinx, no lie. Looking like, yeah, like Cardi B and 